Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. You can find more of them like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search the KYMN Radio Podcast. The One revolutionizes radio with a playlist that lasts for days, not minutes.
In the early morning of April 21st, 2016, word started to leak out that something was wrong at Paisley Park, Prince's recording studio, world headquarters, and Sanctum Sanctorum. At first, the news reports said a body had been found in the building, and you thought, oh man, what a drag, somebody died at Paisley Park. But the story persisted. Every few minutes, social media would have an update on the body that had been found at Paisley Park, that the Carver County Sheriff's Department was on the scene, or that an ambulance had come and taken the poor soul's remains away, or that slowly a crowd was beginning to gather outside the gates. And suddenly, before it had been confirmed and before it had been announced, the realization hit. Prince Rogers Nelson was dead. It took a few days to collect my thoughts, but before too long, I was writing a tribute to the man whose music I had adored since I was 14 years old. I wrote about how after he became one of the biggest stars in the world, he didn't move away. He stayed in Minnesota. I wrote about how hard it was for people from New York or California to understand the man. Certainly, everybody loved his music, but to many people outside of Minnesota, he was a curiosity. How could this man not have homes in the Hollywood Hills, the Hamptons, and Lake Como, Italy? What was he doing building a state-of-the-art studio in... What's that place called? Chanhassen? It's cold there. What is he doing? But of course, what the world didn't understand was that Prince stayed in Minnesota because he was a Minnesotan. He was quiet and shy, an introvert in the land that supplies introverts to the rest of America. He was comfortable here. He was understood. Eventually, and shockingly, he did leave. But his home state has not let him go, not for a second. The land of the introvert is fiercely proud that this was his home. His music is, of course, for everyone all over the world, but we claim it as part of our heritage. Prince meant something to Minnesota. He gave us pride. He showed all of us that you could make an enormous impact without leaving the 952 area code. And he did something else for Minnesotans that no one had ever done before. He made us feel cool. Tonight, we continue our exploration of Prince's legacy. Too big for just one show, we are going to take some more time to listen to the music, tell the stories, and bask in that still-burning purple glow. One more time, tonight, we honor his royal badness. Tonight, we remember Prince. My name is Rich Larson. This is The Weekly List. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to AM 1080 and FM 95.1 KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition of The Weekly List. And welcome back to part two, or welcome to part two. Welcome back to our Prince extravaganza. Welcome to part two. Uh, I, of course, am, as as usual, am joined by my lovely co-host, Jamie Starr, Jamie Starr, Daniel G. Moyer, and we are this this week again joined by our old and dear old, because yeah, we're all about the same age, except Danny's older than both of us. We're old. Oh, God. You went through <laughs> middle age before me, so go ahead. And you're the world's oldest teenager. Our, our dear, dear friend, Mr. Patrick Joseph Jury, joining us from Cold Spring, New York. Patrick, for the, for the, for the uninformed, was uh, another of our uh, dear dear friends at uh, at Saint Olaf College, and the three of us used to we spent four years just kind of sitting around a dorm room talking about Prince. <laughs> that that pretty much is it. Yep. So that's that's, that's what, pretty accurate. Yeah, it that's is. So accurate. so we just decided we we do a radio show in that vein. 
Pathead, it's so good to see you again, man. How are you doing? Doing great. It's great to be here. Uh, love you guys. It's Love you too. We miss the the heck out of you, my brother. We miss you like crazy. Okay, so, um, yeah, so we're still talking about Prince because there's just no getting over him. (laughs) First song we heard tonight uh, was the song that opened the um, not great yet absolutely classic movie, Purple Rain. I, you know, I love that movie. It's a bad movie, Dan. I love that it's, movie. I, lo- I watch that movie at least once a year, but it's a bad movie. It's not a good movie. Look at Pat's face. He's Pat, look at that face. Pat is not. Pat is not buying this. No, Pat's Pat, not. Patrick, wait, wait. It's a bad Did you movie. Just say Purple Rain is a bad movie. It's a bad movie. It's not a good movie. It's. I love it. I love it for what it is. I love to watch all the music. I love to watch all the performance. Really, you sit wow. down to watch Prince's performance in Purple Rain. That's that. that Really? Pat, rip him a new one. Go no ahead. one understands your music except yourself. Oh, I just, you know. <laughs> Pat, just, tell him how wrong he is. Please be on my side I with am this. not wrong. Oh, no, I'm totally on your side, Dan. I, I love this movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's a time capsule for me. Yeah. You know? Well, sure it is. Look, they're, they're, like, come on. You're, like, you are the alpha. I am the omega. You, you're, supposed to, you're, you're supposed to agree with me on this. If there's anyone... Pat, Pat's, Pat and I are going to be probably more in the same camp on all this stuff than because, dude, not a great movie. Pat, I, don't I even really know what to say. I'm I, I feel blindsided. I just don't I, know what to say. Exactly. I, Welcome to my life. You, I live with this. You guys, you ha- you have to understand. I love this movie for all the sentimental reasons because it's a time capsule because the music performances are so great. But taken as a film, this is not a this is not a good movie. It's not. There's the the, the only decent actor in the whole two decent actors in the whole movie, Morris and Jerome, and oh. Morris isn't even that good. Oh, 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 God. jeez! I'm, wow, I'm, I'm not even going. That ain't Lake Minnetonka. You just a, jumped into the, the you jumped into the wrong lake. Ago and now it's just what? What happened? Nothing. What? Happened? I I've made no. this point on the show before. It's not a good movie. He Pat. You are blindsided. He told me this a while ago, and I, I'm like, dude, okay. I, and I meant that. That ain't Link. That ain't Link Minnetonka. You jumped into the wrong lake with that one, and with with the wrong guys too. I love the movie. Every time I'm flipping channels and I come across it, I'm stuck. I watch it till it's over. I love the movie, but taken as a film from a pure, it's just not a good movie. This is from a guy who Look, says that he doesn't care if a movie's good or not. He just wants to go and see it because it's a diversion. This is absolutely true, <laughs> which is why I watch Purple Rain all the time. You just made my point for me. Okay, Thank you. Well, whatever. Jeez. All right. Anyway. Wow. So, look, people like what they like because they like it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Look. But it's it's not exactly Citizen Kane. Well, no. Well, no, but I don't think – no one's going to go watch Purple Rain and think they're watching Citizen Kane. It's not Lawrence of Arabia, but it's, it's But its But you guys, you guys are reacting like I'm, like, you know, like like setting the Constitution on fire. I mean, no, it's just not a good – it's not a well – it's it's not a well-acted movie. It's not a well-directed movie. It's it's okay. kind of poorly edited. Here, here's, the music is amazing. Here's how we're going to solve this. Everybody who's listening and agrees with Pat and I – I want you to go and write to Rich Larson's email address and fill him up with all the stories of how much you love Purple Rain. 
Demoyer5150 at <laughs> yahoo.com. I'll take all the address. love. <laughs> all right. Anyway, but Let's Go Crazy opens that movie. And not only does like let's go crazy, but that extended version, yeah. which is really fun. Oh, that's so great! I mean, it's it's got that. I you know, of course, we're going to play some hits uh, on this show, and let's go crazy. We shouldn't apologize. For no, that. no, I'm not apologizing because it was a top forty hit. I wanted to hear something that maybe some people hadn't heard, or maybe they forgot about, and maybe they hadn't heard since the last time they saw the movie. And for me, that extended version, ah. Oh, because at, at first, I think it was only on the 12-inch um, that that came out. And I remember having the 12-inch vinyl specifically for this. And that piano break and the... Dun, 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 you know, where they just... Ugh. there's yeah, I get nothing like but feels off of that. On the keyboard. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So. And, it, and just what a great way to just... I mean, what a great way to open it. Now, last week we were talking about Led Zeppelin, how the, how well Well, Zeppelin, two weeks ago we were talking about Zeppelin. You're right, you're right. Two, my gosh. It, yeah, time, the time flies. Is- uh, two weeks ago we were talking about how le- how good Led Zeppelin was at, at starting an album. I'm not, you know, there's there's all those Led Zeppelin, there's um, more than this on Avalon by Roxy Music, and there's Let's Go Crazy. Yeah. You know, oh, and probably, you know, Come Together. Oh, and for maybe, Abbey Road, And maybe yeah. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, but... I mean, it, okay, so it's in the top ten. Well, and then, then there's it, five years nope. on on Ziggy Stardust, and I just don't get me. Okay, now I'm going. The Rich, weekly... go go watch Under the Cherry Moon, and then go back and watch Purple Rain. Yeah, <laughs> watch Watch Graffiti Rich, Bridge. You want to see a bad movie? <laughs> watch Graffiti Bridge. In, in all seriousness, oh. the the sequel to Purple Rain. Yeah, Pat I and I saw Graffiti I Bridge, never, and then I, we walked out of that theater, and we're looking at each other, and we were like. What the hell just happened? I have I have never seen Under the Cherry Moon. I have never seen Graffiti Bridge, and you know why? Because Purple Rain wasn't very good. Oh wow! When I <laughs> wow after graffiti after Graffiti Bridge, I said to Dan, "I feel bad for Tevin Campbell." Yeah. <laughs> Mavis Staples is the only one who really survived that. I think you know you know what's funny about yeah. about uh, Graffiti Bridge too is I remember talking to you. The night before Graffiti Bridge came out, it was like it was the very end of the summer, and we were all about to reconvene back on campus. And I was actually in Nebraska on my way out to Colorado to to visit this girl that I was dating at the time. And uh, uh, I called you from my hotel room because I was bored and I wanted to talk about this new out this new uh, movie that was coming out, and I knew you'd be excited about it. And turns out it was just it was. Almost as bad as the original or the the first three movies of the Star Wars epic trilogy. Star Wars the trilogy. prequels. The prequels. Thank you. Okay, so I think that we've beat Purple Rain to death now. <laughs> Rich is yeah. Jeez, it's like black and blue rain now. You beat it up so bad. Okay. I love the I love the music. I love the music. I love the movie. I, it, Purple Rain makes me cry every time I hear it. It's wonderful. The movie itself, just we. I think we get your your opinions on the movie, Rich. Speaking of bad put down, songs, put down the whip. The horse is dead. Speaking of bad songs, moving on. Okay. Oh, so that's 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 how you're gonna get. Okay. Here's right. the, here, here's wow. the thing. I, I like I like this song. I like this song a lot. I like I like this song a whole lot actually. I hate the production on When You Were Mine. I hate it. Why? 
because it's Why? it's super dated. That's super cheesy. Uh, Farfisa uh, organ, yeah, yeah. Just it's a know. Farfisa organ, but it's a wonderful song. All right, I'm getting out of the way now. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. I did pick this. I picked when you were mine. Um, off of the Dirty Mind album. There's a, Rich is sitting here glaring at me like this. Is not, yeah, you are. I'm you're trying, you're to, trying to intimidate me. I, I, no, I'm not. You're I'm bigger trying, than me. I'm just trying to listen and not be in front of my microphone. That's all. Okay, so here's the yeah, thing. I, I picked When You Are Mine. I think it's a absolutely wonderful, wonderful pop song. There are some production things that you might have a tough time with. It's very sparse, and it's very new wavy in some ways. It's very dated. And this is what being out of the way sounds like, kids. Um, so anyhow, I know that you're going to have a problem with the production. And I will be honest with you and say that my favorite version of the song is actually by Cindy Lauper off of her She's So Unusual. I agree with that. Okay. For a lot of reasons. Her performance at the AMA where she's painting on the ground and you don't know what she's painting until the very end when the camera goes up. And she's sobbing. She's sobbing while she's singing this live. And the camera goes up and you see that she's written the words, I love you. And this is a breakup song um, that crushed me. And I knew purple. I knew uh, Prince's version from Dirty Mind. I like this because it gives an early indication in my mind of just an unabashed pop song. And when I first heard Dirty Mind, this one stood out as, "Wow, that I I honestly, when I heard it for the first time on the Dirty Mind album, I honestly expected that to be a top ten hit." I thought that that was going to break through on Casey Kasem's top 10, and it didn't. I was, I'm was i still surprised by that, because it's so obvious that Prince's, especially in the year that that came out, 1980, it sounded like that should have been a hit. Pat, what do you think? Well, I've always, I, I like this song. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, it kind of feels like a country song it has kind of a folksy sort of i like the twangy guitar it almost kind of sounds like i'm gonna say it dan it almost kind of sounds like um like it could be like a replacement song okay <laughs> yeah you know actually that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah because because paul and tommy like to screw off all right well here's the thing and this is my pick and rich is not gonna like it but uh this is when you are mine by the purple one prince off of his dirty mind album from 1980 uh here on the weekly list on kymn radio 95.1 the one up done would have been a better choice
If I hit the wrong note, she's always in my 
That was She's Always in My Hair by Prince and the Revolution. We think a B-side of uh, Raspberry Beret, perhaps. Celia, what are your thoughts on that song? I think it's good. I don't want to seem uncultured, so I'm just going to compliment it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 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 okay. Well said. Celia, I have to ask you this question, too. What is it like having an absolute uh, Prince fanatic as your father? Well, I always have good songs to listen to on the way to school or to my friend's house. It's always something new, definitely. Awesome. Something I've never heard before, and it's right? fun. I think it's really cool, actually. Like He's definitely helped cultivate my music taste, and I feel like I'm more open to listening to different stuff because of him. And I've, I don't know. He has the coolest music taste of anyone I know, probably. I do not disagree with that. Yeah, but my gosh. Oh, snap. Not a whole lot of daughters are going to say that about their dads, man. That's pretty cool. Wow. Somebody's going to get a car when she turns six. (laughs) (laughs) That, of course. Very soon. Very soon. (laughs) Very soon. June 28th. Oh, well, congratulations. You get to turn 16 coming up in this June? Yeah, I am. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Congratulations. That's. Man, that's, that's awesome. here's the thing. Your dad and I go, and Rich, go way, way, way back. And Pat is, your dad is one of my most favorite people on this planet. And so I can't even tell you how wonderful yeah. it is to get to talk to him Yeah, like this. It's a so love fest. Love people. Well, thank you for joining us, Celia. It's really good yeah. to see you. Yeah. It's good to see you too. All right, I have that, to wake that, up at six in the morning, though, so I should probably go to bed. <laughs> I have to be awake at four in the morning, kiddo. I get you. All right, all right. The lovely and talented Celia Drury, everybody. Yay. Thank you. All good right. to see you. Nice to. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 Sleep well. <laughs> so uh, she's always in my hair. I have nothing to say about that because I have no hair. Patrick has nothing to say about it because he has no hair. Danny. Tell I, us about She's Always In My Hair. Man, well, this was one of my picks. This this is one of my all-time favorite Prince songs, never mind the fact if it's a B-side or not. That is just a stellar piece of work. Um, the groove that's going on with that, the guitar sound, the... I, I don't even know where to start, how to, to compliment that song. It It would easily be... My my problem with this Prince show and looking through this set list is there's so many different Prince songs to choose from. The the set list that we've that we're using right now, um, as I was driving down here to Northfield and listening to it, I went, you know, I would totally make a completely different set list of my six choices. Um, and I think in every version, she's always in my hair is always going to be in my mix, always, always, always. So this song is always in my hair. Okay. That's okay. what I yeah. think. No, I totally, I totally agree, Dan. I almost put it in my list too, and I'm so glad you put it in yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish that you put it in because then I could have picked some. <laughs> well, I, it, it is what list, it is. I don't know about yours, but mine was 21 songs long, and I thought that I was being like, you know. Yeah, I I started with 24 and clipped say? it down. You, you emailed us and you said it's like looking at the Mona Lisa through a keyhole. I can't do six yeah. songs. Yeah, that was exactly right. That's how it felt. I was yeah. just like, oh my, I see a nose. I see an eye. <laughs> um, it was tough. But I, th- I do love this song, and I love it for all the same reasons that, that Dan, uh, I mean, it's just, a, it's, a, it's a gem. 
Do yeah. you get a B-side like this? It's just an absolute gem. I mean, I love the flangey drums at the beginning. It just feels like funky. It feels slinky. I love the, the lyrics. It's it's an awesome, awesome song. So much energy. So, such a great groove. It's yeah. got such a sexy groove to it. I mean, really, it does. Ex- yeah, it's slinky. You've yeah. got a sexy groove to you, Danny. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus. Look at this. Uh, what color red am I? <laughs> All right, so I, I when I, uh, as a Prince fan, I saw Prince four times. Uh, I saw him on the Purple Rain tour. I saw him on the Love Sexy tour. I saw the 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 one preview of the nude tour. Yep. I was with you guys on yep. Love Sexy. I was with you guys when I saw, and the three of us also saw him at Paisley Park. Yeah, in middle uh, in of the night, November nineteen ninety six. In well, not even the middle of the night, like like the wee hours of the morning, yeah. like three four a.m. Yeah, and uh, like we are we are. I mean, it's a, what a privilege to have have seen him on his. Uh, on his home turf like that. And it was an incredible show. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. And, that was and it, because it, because it was so late at night and I'd had such little sleep about the only thing I remember from that show is, um, his bass player whose name escapes me, but she's a statuesque, beautiful woman who could play the bass. Like nobody I'd ever seen. She played one nation under a groove. on yeah, her bass. That's right. That's right. And that's what I remember about that show. And that show that was really interesting because I had just moved back to Minneapolis that summer in 1996. And I was returning a movie to the video store. And I remember you called me, Rich, and you were like, hey, Prince is going to be doing a thing out at uh, Paisley Park. Pathead's going. We're going to, you know, do you want to go? And I'm like, absolutely. And so anyhow, the next night I went to Kirby Puckett's roast for Kirby Puckett unexpectedly so i had a real minnesota weekend but anyhow you guys picked me up you gave me a can of food because we had to come in with 10 bucks and a can of food we got to the gates the gates opened we all go in and literally as soon as we get in the gates shut and then we're we have to wait in like this alcove and stuff and it's 10 o'clock and we they kept us out there until midnight and i remember having to pee so bad in my entire life i've never had to pee more than that moment and i remember going in running straight into the bathroom that was right off to the right. And then we went ushered into this big white room, walls, ceiling, everything, and they're blowing in like this dry ice. Kind of, You felt like you were in a cloud. And there's this strange house music that I had never recognized, and I know for a fact that that was all Prince's stuff. And we were in there for hours and hours and hours and hours. And it was like, what was it, three or four in the morning that he came out? And yep. so, so many people had left because they thought, well, this is just going to be what it is because that's some of the stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. And he came out and he played almost till the sun came up. And I was so tired, but I was so jacked by all of this that, I mean, by the time you guys dropped me off at home and my apartment at that point was in Crystal, I think, mm-hmm. I was so wiped out and spent. There were there couldn't have been more than 200 people there. And I remember standing right in front of Prince while he played and there was maybe about couldn't have been more than five or six feet yeah. in front of us and this was he was promoting the Emancipation album right um, and that's where the next song comes from it's going to be a song called White Mansion this was one of my picks and he I don't believe that he played White Mansion that night I remember he played Sleep Around but I don't think he played but this song has always reminded me of Paisley Park and that night so Pat you you saw him at Paisley Park a bunch of times didn't you I did yeah I was really lucky um 
Yeah, it was it was amazing. Every every time it was the same thing. You you just didn't know what was going to happen. You know, you thought you'd know. You know, you talk to people who were in line. It's like, oh yeah, you know, it was just I don't know. It was crazy. And then you'd stand, you'd stand, you'd stand, you'd wait. Your feet were sore. You had to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and then it would it would happen, and it would all just fade away. And, right. And then you'd walk out, and the sun was coming up, and. Yeah, you know, he never made us pancakes, but <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I I have another story, um, not my story, but a friend of our a friend of uh, Dan's and mine uh, went to Paisley Park one night to go see him, and instead of playing, uh, he turned everyone around, loaded them onto buses, and there's a there's a movie theater in Shanahan, not too far from uh, from Paisley Park. He had rented out the entire movie theater. <laughs> And they had a choice of three or four different movies, and everybody, everybody went to see a movie. <laughs> well, the the night after we saw him, I had another friend of mine who went out to Paisley, and um, I couldn't go because I had the Kirby Puckett thing that night. And all that he did was Prince. Prince was there, but he basically just DJed. Yeah, and it wasn't even DJing right. his own stuff. I don't think. I think it was like whatever he was listening to at the time. Well, I was lucky to to do, to go out there. I think it was a night maybe before or after we saw him on the emancipation uh promotional kind of nights and uh the the um what was it the like the like the freight sort of uh you know area of the loading the park dock? they had changed in, changed into a nightclub they were calling it the boom boom room i think at the time <laughs> and prince was there just djing the entire album and kids were in there just dancing there, there couldn't have been more than 200 people there that's and crazy he's just running around and playing the album and it, it kind of felt like the whole rainbow children sort of concepts that he came up with later on uh yeah, or the new power generation it just mm. had that feel it was like you felt like you were part of something it was nice. pretty yeah awesome. that's cool it's all about community and that's the thing with prince it was always about community right, right. absolutely and 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 we saw like how his charitable you know his charity was like He'd been doing that his whole career very right. quietly. Yep. Yeah. And after yep. he passed away, we learned a lot about his, you know, charitable giving, uh, just all the great things that he did so silently. Um, Van Johnson, a huge impact. Van Johnson, who's on CNN and, and is a, a, a very accomplished uh, um, commentator and, and philanthropist in his own right, uh, tells great stories about um, he'd be he'd, he'd be at Paisley Park hanging out with Prince and, and Prince would be like, what are you working on? And Van would be like, well, I got this thing that I'm doing and it's, it's housing and, and I don't know if it's going to work. And Prince would just say, how much do you need? Yeah. Yeah. We'll just write you a check and let's do it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, from 1996, from the Emancipation album, this is White Mansion, a 95.1 KYMN, the one. Gotta run. Check it. I 
from Purple Rain, 1984. That was Baby, I'm a Star. Patrick, you're a star. Yes, sir. You are you are a star. <laughs> That's uh that, that uh, you just could not have ended ended the movie better than that. I mean, it just it's, there's so much celebration, so much fun in that in that song. No. But it was a really bad Look, movie. It was not a great movie. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. God. No, no I, I I picked this one, and yeah. the reason I picked this one is because it's just like this is Prince, like at his most powerful. This is him arriving. This is him saying, "I mean, I'm a star." This is yeah. It. He's not only a star; he's a superstar now. You know, this is him arriving on the scene. You know, it's like. It kind of sums it all up, and I love this song. It's just like a feel good, just rocking, right? Rocking song, right? Yeah, I mean, this is this I mean, is you leave the, the movie life. theater on a on a real up and on the album and a real up too, you know? Yep, this is yep. unreal. Okay, so uh, for just let's just for a minute, let's uh, step aside here from the, uh, the, 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 the purple celebration. I am going to mute my beautiful friend, uh, uh, Patrick and, and Danny, you just, you have to keep your mouth shut. I know how hard that's, that's going to be for you. So we're just going to talk about, uh, a subject near and dear to my heart, uh, imminent brewing. As always, we want to thank imminent brewing for sponsoring the weekly list. Thank Lauren, Derek Myers for continuing to make this show possible. So... All right, you ready? Here it is. Here's here's my my beautiful haiku for spring. Spring is in full swing. It has sprung everywhere, man. This is the good stuff. Let's just take a moment to relish that for just a second. Okay. The patio at Imminent Brewing is open, uh, as you well know, and if you can't find a seat on the patio, there are a few seats available in the tap room as well. Now, Yes, the end of the pandemic is um, is sort of hopefully maybe a little bit in sight. Um, and the CDC did say that uh, you don't have to wear a mask outside so much anymore, but there are still rules to follow. You still have to check in at the bar at Eminent Brewing. Uh, you have to have to let someone seat you. You do have to wear a mask when you're when you you don't have to wear a mask when you're sitting at your table, but if you're inside, you have to wear a mask unless you're sitting at your table. And if you are going to get up and move around, please put your mask on before you stand up and, and, and go wherever it is you're going to go. Um, still have to give your contact information. Uh, and because the seating is limited, they are asking that you enjoy yourself, but uh, you know, you don't stay more than an hour or so. Got to share you guys. I mean, there, there's a little bit or yeah, like there's a little bit for everyone. If everyone shares. But there is some news that's going to make everyone happy. Imminent has expanded its hours on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Imminent Brewing is now open until 8 p.m. Just uh, taking one more baby step in the direction of normalcy, folks. Hang in there. If you can't find a place to sit down, you can still get beer to go. You can buy yourself a growler, which is four full pints of beer, or you can get a howler, which is uh, about the size of a mason jar. They have great beer on tap right now. We have to talk about something a little weird. Gateway Cream Ale, which has been a staple at Eminent Brewing pretty much since the day it opened, Gateway is gone, and, and it might not come back for a while. Uh, now, don't panic. If, if you, you like a nice, light, crisp beer, uh, Motorpool Pilsner is back, 
which makes me very happy. And there's still the Dragon Squirrel IPA and the Quick and the Red IPA, and there's the Cannon River Pale Ale and, and the Wolf Creek Pale Ale. And, and for a very limited time, like maybe not even all the way through tomorrow, the, the Mango Wolf Creek is Mango Wolf Creek is still there. Also, the uh, the Three Oaks Double is, is almost gone, but there's there's plenty of Porter Upon Heath, the Hourglass Extra Special Bitter, the Missing Link uh, Dark Lager, the Off-Leash Vienna Lager, Still a little bit of the uh, the barrel-aged Fellwalker left. Uh, there's the brand-new Rumination Brown Ale that I just enjoyed the other night, which is just wonderful. And, of course, the Long Haul Vanderwall Nordic Strong Ale, which, as Danny likes to tell you, is the only uh, Nordic Strong Ale in the universe. Food this week. Tomorrow night is the wonderful El Jefe Taco Truck. Saturday is Potter's Pasties. Sunday is the Brick Oven Pizza Bus. Hey, also, you might see a couple new faces behind the bar. Uh, They've just hired a couple of new bartenders. So if there's someone you don't recognize, well, then that's either Tom or Hillary. And I'm pretty sure you'll be able to figure out which one's which because one's much taller than the other. Um, Introduce yourself. Say hi. Make them feel welcome. Seriously. They're good people. So things are back and opening and loosening up. And if we all behave and we all follow the rules, it's only going to get better from here. Imminent Brewing is open Thursdays and Fridays from 4 to 8. Saturdays, it's open from 2 to 8. Sundays, from 2 to 7. As always, all the information you need can be found on the Imminent Brewing website at imminentbrewing.com. Cool. All right, so the, uh, the next song up is a song uh, that um, was really personal to Prince, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I, I think Prince fans know. I think a lot of people know that uh, when Prince and, and Maite, what was Maite's last name? I don't, I don't even remember. Garcia. Garcia. They were married, uh, and Maite was pregnant, and they had a, uh, a baby who, um, who did not survive. Yeah, it was about a week after, um, and you hear you hear the baby's heartbeat on Emancipation, because all of that stuff came around the same time, and I, I, I there was a bit of a cover up. I he was the baby um, died of a rare disease, um, died after a week, and was on the death certificate, and everything was only known as Boy Gregory. Um, the full name was Amir Gregory Nelson, and Amir is Arabic for Prince, of course. Mm-hmm. So it was a very sad thing. It eventually led to the breakup um, of Prince and Maitai's marriage, from what I understand. Right. That's a really sad moment there in Prince history. And Yeah. yeah. Pat, this is uh, one yep. of the songs that you uh, you wanted to put on here. Yeah. Uh, well, the song, Come Back... Uh, appeared on the truth album which is a beautiful acoustic album that prince put out if you haven't heard it check it out but this song is important on two levels Uh, one he wrote it for his son who sadly didn't survive but it was also the song that was played at his funeral and um, you listen to the lyrics about it's about you know loss and it's about don't ever say goodbye to someone that you lose because they will come back to you and they're never lost. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very, very, very personal song and it's a very, it's a beautiful touching song too. So I definitely wanted to include this in our Prince tribute 
uh, tonight. Yeah. Well, and that was, I mean, I, I wound up getting a copy of The Truth when I bought the Crystal Ball set directly from um, 1-800-NEW-FUNK or how, however it was. And I was I remember being really frustrated because I paid like a fortune for that. It was it was the three disc uh, crystal ball album. The truth was included, and then they also included a CD of his suite called Kama Sutra. Um, I can't find this thing anywhere in my house now. It's someplace. It's it's lost in all of. The, I know it's in my house, but um, anyhow. Th- I, I remember being annoyed because after I had purchased and sent all of this money, uh, he made a deal, I think, with Best Buy to where it was released directly to Best Buy with just the three-song version. It didn't have Kama Sutra, and it didn't have the truth in it. And it was in stores about seven or eight months before mine ever arrived in my doorstep. <laughs> it, it literally was a... I remember paying 60 bucks and for the whole thing, and I... It arrived after a year, but it also came with like a T-shirt, and it came like with a cassette of a bunch of unreleased stuff and you know live recordings. So they treated us well, but oh, there weren't even liner notes in that. We had to go online and download them, and I didn't have a printer at the time because you know it's like ugh, so. I and it's those liner notes are completely lost for purple or for a crystal ball. I'm gonna wind up having to buy another copy of the damn thing. Right. So well, okay, with that. <laughs> but this yeah, is the I, incredibly I just, sensitive song. <laughs> yeah, and I just went and ripped it. <laughs> Pat, thanks, thanks for picking this though, because I had forgotten totally about the Truth album, to be quite honest with you. And it is a beautiful recording. Yeah, it's a great, great album. Check it out if you haven't heard it, and uh, enjoy this one. Come back by Prince. Ninety-five point one KYMN. Walking up the stairs, Chelsea after.
any person or object whatsoever that requires your attention is something that has veered from its path and preordained destiny of total enlightenment. I never wanted a typical life Scripted role <laughs> A trophy wife All I ever wanted To be left alone See my beds made up at night Cause in my dreams I roam Trying to find, trying to find my way back, back home. So many reasons why. There's so many reasons why I don't belong here. But now that I am mine, I feel. Gonna conquer with no fear Until I find my way back home Until I find my way back home In this world, most of the people in this world are born dead. But I was born alive. I was born with this dream. With a dream outside my head. That I To the ones Power to the ones who can raise a child like me The path was set But if you look the truth will set us free I've heard about those happy endings But still a mystery Let me tell you about me I'm happiest When I can see That was way back home. Uh, hey, Danny, did you did did you find your CD? You yet? know what, you guys just <laughs> yeah. I, 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 of course, everybody's reminding me that you know we've just done this heartfelt, touching thing, and I, I'm I complaining about not having liner notes to Crystal Ball and all this kind of stuff, and you know Pat's sitting here going, "Well, yeah, you know I understand that." Uh, you know your your friend died, but you know Dan lost but, his CD, so but, let's. You know, the, I got a T-shirt. I, so. <laughs> You know, you screw you guys. I mean, really, I feel like such a schmuck. Yeah, I I am that actually insensitive and self absorbed. So I'm uh, sorry. God. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's always people that we I love, love you, that, though. Yeah. Yeah. You, sure. <laughs> Pat, you were while while we were listening to that, you were just making a really good point about way back home and the album from which it is taken. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, first of all, I, I that was one of my picks. Way back home. I, I love this song. I think it's probably. 
the most autobiographical song that you're ever going to get from Prince. I mean, you know, he, he obviously spun a mythology around him that is pretty well known. And it's, it's always kind of hard to pin down who is this guy, but I feel in this song, he really kind of lays it all out. Like, you know, who he is, where is he trying to go? And, uh, I have also also had this feeling too that this album, The Artificial Age, which I love, what what year it was twenty fourteen, I think. That sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about probably. right. Probably. I, I think I really feel like this is kind of his last big concept album statement. I mean, you had two albums after this, but I always felt like this was like the final album. And you listen to it after his passing and you're oh. like, Maybe maybe it was. I don't know. But well, and that's a love thing. Way back home, it's a great song. It's a great it, song. It, the the whole artificial age on the same day that that came out. Also, the Third Eye Girl album came out, which was considered more of a band record. But artificial age was the one that I listened to, and it is very much a concept album. Um, and Pat, you're referring to Hit and Run One and Hit and Run Two that did come out afterwards. But those almost seemed like odds and right. sods collections, you know, than anything. Yeah. Um, but the artificial age, yeah, this song way back home does sound, it feels very much like a goodbye song, a, a rapping, a summation, um, uh, very autobiographical. We were also talking, um, I, the, there's a great book about the recording sessions around the Purple Rain area. And Susan Rogers was writing about a song called Wally. And she had said that that was the greatest song that Prince had ever written. Um, that it was very autobiographical, a lot of the same ways. And the thing that was interesting is Prince recorded, wrote and recorded Wally all in one session, recorded it, and Susan Rogers said that it was the best thing that he had ever done. And then as soon as it was done, almost immediately, he played it back and listened to it once, and then he destroyed the only existing copy. So the song Wally yeah. by Prince will never be heard by anybody other than Prince and Susan Rogers, and nobody has a copy, and it doesn't exist anymore. You'll never find that in the vault. Yeah, that's true. So, I heard there was one mono uh, cassette recording made for him before he erased it, but it's never surfaced. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, that's going to be interesting to hear. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. And who knows, if that mono copy for him, the cassette thing, who knows if, if you know, that was back around Purple Rain that he recorded that. He could have destroyed it any time in the past, you know, 25 30 years afterwards hard right. to say hard and to say i've been reading that same book it's uh what it's called the purple rain sessions it's from 1983 to 1984 yeah uh dwayne tudal i believe i think that's the, the name yeah it's a fantastic book yeah. and the, the thing like fantastic. prince the paperback version is different than the hardcover so I, I, I've got the hardcover version, and I've been told after you read the hardcover, go and buy the the paperback and read it. <laughs> you know, so like Prince, he's remixed. He, the books about him are remixed. <laughs> Holy cow! I mean, right. there's a lot. But for those who haven't read it, it's it, it's written in a chronological order. And uh, Dwayne had a brilliant idea. He went and <clears throat> went through all the studio logs and figured out when Prince was recording what song where who the engineers were and mm -hmm. went back and did interviews with everyone involved and just did a phenomenal job with this book i i can't say enough great things it's, about it if you're even just a minor fan of prince and you're curious about how it all came together 
get that book and you can read a little bit, put it down, pick it up again. It's just a really fun, fun read. Yeah. And I mean, it is really, in some cases, the ultimate liner notes to Purple Rain. And so, by the way, guys, I actually lost my copy. Really? You can't find it now? It's, <laughs> it's a joke. I couldn't, I couldn't find, <laughs> I can't find my copy of the liner notes to Crystal Ball. That was, sorry, it was a flat joke. Oh. Sorry. So I was making a joke that I lost the book. Anyway. Okay. Well, okay. Well, so on that note, <laughs> folks, Flat that's going to just about do it for this edition of the weekly list. Uh, if you like the show, you can podcast us. Uh, we are available on um, Spotify, Google, uh, I, uh, Apple Music, Stitcher, Stitcher and, uh, and TuneIn. Stitcher. Stitcher. We, don't, we still don't. Stitcher's a mystery, but it's out there. Um, and so, and we're under the KYMN podcast. You can go and, uh, and podcast, subscribe to all of the wonderful content that, uh, KYMN puts out into the, uh, the, the, the podcast verse and, uh, the weekly list is one of them. So, you know, go subscribe. We'd appreciate it. Otherwise you can stream us from our program page. On the KYMN website, kymradio.net, under the weekly list, all the old, uh, all the former shows, all the all the shows are archived on that page. Um, you can also find us on Facebook under, cleverly enough, the weekly list, where I post every new show every Friday morning. Uh, while you're on Facebook, go check out uh, uh, KYMN Facebook page because. You know, we uh, we work really hard around here. Everything we do lands on that Facebook page, and it's the best possible source you've got for uh, uh, news in the Northfield, Rice County area. And uh, we give that news to you for free. Uh, and then, you know, also, as long as you're on Facebook, go, uh, go check out the Imminent Brewing Facebook page as well, because lots of stuff is always happening over there. And things are always changing, and they will always update you and always keep you uh, informed of what's happening at uh, at Imminent Brewing on Facebook. And so now we come to the end of this epic journey, gentlemen. Wow! And I, I tell you, this is this is. I mean, honestly, I can't tell you what uh, what these two shows have meant to me. This is um, this is something that we used to do back in the day for yeah for hours and hours and hours. And this is for the first, our own entertainment, right? Exactly. Right. And this is the first cha- t- first chance we've had to do this in something like twenty five years. And uh, wow, this has really been this has been a trip, man. This has been fun. There's and so many. The great part about it is, I feel like we've just sort of fallen right back into it. Yeah, you know. And, and there's so many things Absolutely. about this. It, it's so funny because I'm I'm sitting here looking at Pat and and I'm remembering Pat. Do you remember your apartment in Minneapolis? Um, Absolutely. Years and years ago, you had a, like a cockroach problem. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. But, but I remember being in that apartment and you played me Chaos and Disorder for the first time. Do you remember that? Sitting on my purple futon. I'm yes. Sure. Yes. And I remember yeah. that was. So I'm, I'm sitting here looking at you now and then all of a sudden, I, you know, via Zoom and I'm sitting there going, oh, wow, that's right. That's where I first heard Chaos and Disorder was in Pat Head's apartment. And then like he's going, well, you know, you really kind of got to watch out for the, the cockroaches. And I'm like, the, the best part what, about what? <laughs> the best part about that apartment uh, is it was across the street from I'm not going to say which union, but there was a union local yeah. right across the street. And the union guys had gotten into one of the. Uh, the the the, park, the old school parking meters, uh, and and you could it, 
Pat's apartment wasn't too far from the Metrodome at all. You could go and pull no. up in front of that parking meter, put in a quarter. It would it would uh, last for four hours. You could park and go to a Twins game. You you park for a quarter. Yeah, and you you showed me that was the magic parking yeah. spot. And yeah. I man, it's terrible. But you know, at some we. All of us have been very poor, I think. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, you know, and, and then a little morally some us, ambiguous. Some of us still are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Hey, man, I've gone well, through like a divorce. Say, so. I, I don't have any cockroaches in problems. Here, so that's good. <laughs> that's good. Pat, very, Pat, you've advanced. Yeah, that's yeah. the big plot. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, so there's, in, in, in my estimation, um, there's really only one way to end the show. Uh, and Pat, you just, or was Dan, and one of you guys just pointed out to me that this song was recorded uh, 35, 35 years to, to the, the day, day before he died? To the day, I thought it was the yeah. day that he did die. 35 to the, oh, well, to, to the like, exact day. 35 to the years to the day that he died. Or, yeah. Yeah. So he and recorded then, yeah. this April 21st, 1986. Five. Five. Oh, so, th- so 36 years then. 36, yeah. Okay. And then at the same years, time, yeah. this is the last song that he ever played in front of an audience in Atlanta, Georgia, at his last show. And because he died in April, uh, for a lot of us, this was the first song that we, we played like privately when, when you heard that, uh, that he had passed away. And, and, and for anybody and it, listening outside of Minnesota, it actually does snow. In April, I was walking yeah. out yesterday and I saw some flakes in the air. And my first thought was, is, "That's Prince." It's it's my favorite thing to say about outdoor baseball in April or in in, in at, uh, around opening day. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it snows in April. Yeah, yeah, true. It's, yeah, it's I. This song is from the Parade album. Um, it's this is one of his most gorgeous and emotionally cognizant songs at least for me um it's always difficult for me to listen to this song and it's only fitting that it be the last song that we three gentlemen play to honor probably the only guy i i when i think about prince the only musician that's comparable in my mind is amadeus mozart I like the Duke uh, Pat Pat brought Pat's up the, also the, right the, on that. the Duke Ellington com- comparisons. I like that very much. Yeah, Pat's right too. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of people have said that in the past. I mean, he was such a incredible musician, arranger, performer, yeah. personality. I mean, really Duke band Ellington leader in my mind. Uh, a great band leader, band amazing band, band leader. Um, no, incredible. Yeah, you know, just the whole thing. I don't know. I, I don't know that Duke had the moves that that, that Prince had. <laughs> Nobody but, had the moves like Prince. No. Yeah. No, and and I mean and, those moves came from James Brown. Well, exactly, and yeah. I, frankly, I'm not sure that Duke could sing like Prince either. But there's it's it's uh, I mean Prince would you, you, Prince if Prince heard himself compared to Duke Ellington, he'd tell you you were just full of crap, man. Yeah, so yeah, Prince <laughs> Prince always struck me as a very confident person, but also very quiet. Um, I think in his own way, pretty humble. Too. I mean, he music just flowed effortlessly from him, from every pore. Um, right. There, there are very, very few people on this earth that literally live, breathe, and are actually music. It's like a human walking song, and Prince was that yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, he was. So he was. 
Well, gentlemen, this has uh, been an experience that's meant the world to me. Oh, I got to tell you, and before we go, Pat, I just want to say I love you, Pat. Rich, you know I love you. So, and I've this this opportunity to be with you guys for two weeks in a row. Um, it's meant everything to me. So, thank you guys. I love you guys. I love you too, Danny, and I hope you find your CD. Shut up, oh God! <laughs> you guys I suck. I hate both of you. Love you too. <laughs> love you, Patrick. <laughs> You know what we always say, love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. This is from 1986 uh, from the Parade album. Uh, This is Sometimes It Snows in April. Folks, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys all again next week. May you live to see the dawn. Peace. Civil War Just after I wiped away His last year I guess he's better off Than he was before A whole lot better off Than the fools he left here To cry for Tracy Cause he was my only friend Those kind of cars Don't pass you every day I used to cry for Tracy Cause I want to see him again But sometimes, sometimes Ain't always the way Sometimes it snows in April Sometimes I feel so bad So bad Sometimes I wish that life was never ending And all good things they say never last Springtime
time was always my favorite time of year. A time for lovers holding hands in the rain. Now springtime only reminds me of Chase's tears. Always cry for love, never cry for pain. He used to say so strong, oh, afraid to die, unafraid of the death that left me hypnotized. No staring at his picture, I realize. One could cry the way my Tracy cried. Sometimes it snows in April. Sometimes I feel so bad. Sometimes, sometimes I wish. Life was never ending, but all good things they say never last. I often dream of heaven, and I know that Tracy's there. I know that he has found another friend. Maybe he's found the answer to all the April snow. Maybe one day I'll see my Tracy again. Sometimes it snows in April. Sometimes. Love, it isn't love until it's past.